Welcome to the Practice Purchase Podcast Season 6. We're talking about dental membership plans. This is a season we're talking about transitions, successfully transitioning into ownership. And uh, one thing that comes up time and time again is patient attrition. Everyone's worried when they buy that dental practice. They're, wor- they're worried that, I'm, hey, I'm buying this patient base. I'm buying the habits, the, uh, the reputation of this practice. How do I know the patients are going to show back up? And uh, one way is to to try to target practices that have a dental membership plan, or more likely, because uh, most practices don't have membership plans yet, the practice you're buying may take a few PPOs, or it may not, or maybe 100% fee-for-service, and you're going to be looking for ways to increase patient loyalty, to uh, make those patients a little stickier to your practice, Make it less likely they shop around in your transition. One way to do that is a dental membership plan. And so in this episode, I'm talking with Paul Lowry from Dental Menu. Dental Menu is a really, really good uh, dental membership plan option. Uh, and in this episode, there are purposes isn't to sell Dental Menu. It's just to talk the basics. What is a membership plan? How do they work? What are the common objections, objections questions, things that come up when a dentist is considering either adding this and, or, you know, assessing an office that has one. Like, how do you even think about these things in the middle of what is an already pretty complex decision process to buy a practice or not? So with that, let's get to Paul Lowry with Dental Menu. Paul Lowry, thank you for coming on to Practice Purchase. Let me tell you a quick story as we start this episode. I live in Draper, Utah, not far from actually where you are. And um, a couple years ago, this is now, it's been two years, um, but um, I've got a family of six. Obviously, I I own a small business, so I don't have a big fancy, um, you know, corporate sponsored health insurance and dental insurance plan. So I'm a cash paying um, person who is going to control my family of six and where we go to the dentist. And we needed a new dentist. And um, as a cash paying, you know, consumer, I... I looked and did what every single pr- I thought this would be fun. I, I it kind of was actually. Um, I I popped up Google Maps. I said dentist near me, and I you know I had my house, and within a two mile radius of my house, of course this is Utah. There were twenty two general dentists or dentists that popped up on the map. Okay, wow. So I decided, all right, I'm going to call all twenty two of these offices, and I'm going to ask them two questions. Number one, how fast can you get me and my family in for uh, some cleanings? When's hygiene open? And then question number two was, yes or no, do you have a membership plan? Okay. Now, just for, for yeah. kicks and giggles, Paul, how many dentists uh, or how many offices would you estimate? Even And then, by the way, I did this, but it was between like 1030 and 11 a.m. on a Tuesday yeah. that I did this exercise. How many would you guess actually picked up the phone? Oh, probably out of 20 of them. 22, yep. Out of 22, probably 11. It was 13, actually. Yeah. So a little, nice. you and I are, I was, but I was shocked. I mean, I'm running yeah. a business. I'm trying to respond to people. Okay. So 13. And then of the 13, how many would you guess actually even knew the answer to both questions? Three. That was, it was one. One off. One? Yeah, wow. just one. And it wasn't, what are the details of your membership plan? How much is it? You know, what's yes. my commitment? What are your rewards? Like, I, I didn't have any of those questions. It was just, yes or no, do you have one, right? Wow, and, that's crazy. Anyway, so I, I am excited for people to hear you talk about membership plans. Um, we can talk about 
the basics of picking up the phone <laughs> on a different <laughs> episode. Um, but the membership plan thing, you know, I just wanted to highlight the fact that as a relatively dental savvy consumer of dentistry, right? Not a, a transitions mm-hmm. expert, but someone who actually needs to go get their teeth cleaned and hopefully not get some cavities. Uh, yeah. You know, this was my thought process was I'm cash paying. So I, I know a lot of people are in the same boat that I am and um, they're going to have some basic questions. But my the point that I want to start with is um, my audience is at this, the point in their career where they're thinking about the details and it's easy to get analysis paralysis mm-hmm. on the specifics. Is this yeah. a membership plan, a discount plan? What are the details, the cost, who's running the show, et cetera. And we'll get into all of that. But the point that I want to make here at the beginning for all of our listeners is that just having a membership plan puts you in a top tier of dental practices nationwide Yeah, that's attractive to the ideal kind of fee-for-service type patient. I mean, the only reason I'm not fee-for or that the the ideal patient is because I work with so many dentists, I actually floss my teeth, right? But other than that, like my family and I, we're the ideal dental patients, right? So yeah. So, Paul, um, tell us a little bit about um, how long you've been doing Dental Menu and how many dentists work with this specific plan. Yeah, so just kind of to piggyback on your experience, we, my background was in marketing, dental marketing, mm-hmm. um, and my business partner is actually um, doing some coaching and some different things. And so what was interesting is you just said tons of them didn't answer the phone. So they're spending, you know, $250 per new patient phone call. The ones that do get answered, most of them don't, they do ask when they can get in, but they don't usually say, do you have a membership plan? Mm. Usually what happens, the new patient phone call falls in two categories. Within the first 60 seconds, they're going to say, do you accept my insurance? Mm, Sure. Right. And then the entire conversation is insurance. If it's fee for service, they're going to say, how much is it for Mm -hmm. exam cleaning x-rays or whatever it is? And so the membership plan should be designed to have an appeal to get those those patients in. The crazy thing was, is we were doing tons of marketing. We looked at data and this was actually, um, pay, all these clients were ones we worked with. So this was primary research. This wasn't some stat. We looked at 250,000 patients, new patients. We looked at their first visit date. So kind of their birth date, if you will, in the practice. Yep. We fast forwarded five years. What percentage do you think, Brian, of the fee for service uninsured patients, I'm going to ask you. Let's see you guys. How many of them were still active in the practice after five years? Twenty percent. One in five. Pretty close. Eleven. Eleven percent. Oh no way. Eleven percent. Wow. Okay. So then, meaning. So I know a lot of dentists get they get a little bent out of shape with that question, right? Yeah. If they are the ones that happen to pick up the phone and the patient asks about cost. There, I would say the average dentist is a little offended by that question. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? How much does it cost? Well, and the crazy thing is, is most the most of the time the front desk fumbles and bumbles around with that yeah. question because it's right. like, well, it depends. I don't know. We got to see first. It depends on if you want sure. X-rays. It just goes round and round. Yeah, if or, I called the tire store though and said I want four new tires, I want this brand, and I they need to fit this type of car, and the the tire store fumbled and bumbled. I mean, I'd just call the next tire store. It's not a hard sure. conversation. Or then what the what the other answer is is okay. Let's have a new patient special. It's ninety nine dollars, right? Sure. So you get them in there for that new patient exam, cleaning x-ray special, but then what? <laughs> that's why that's why 11% were only active after five years. Yeah, the crazy thing is, is yeah. these offices had membership plans too, Brian, which is part of the reason we, we did what we did. Because there's kind of a discount plan style and there's a membership plan mm. style. I don't and, think a lot of dentists get that. So 
Um, so you had a background in marketing, yeah, and you're doing dental. Let's let's talk about the difference between uh, a membership plan and a discount plan. This is pretty like I didn't actually get this until you and I started talking. Um, and then I well, want to come back to you know a little bit more about dental menu. But yeah, back tell me to the our stat out, out of the ones that had insurance, dental insurance, how many of those were active after five years? I bet it's a higher number, maybe half. Yeah, sixty-four percent. Wow. Yeah. Well, they're stickier and they have less of a reason to go shop, but. If I'm so if you think cash, about why they're if you think yeah. about why they're stickier, I like to use the analogy of a hunter. So think of what about what a hunter does. You know, you got a caveman or a hunter. He runs after the herd. He's got to follow the animals, follow the buffalo or whatever, right? And he's got to go hunt. When he makes that kill, he's got a huge meal to eat. So then he sets up shop for a little while. He processes that animal. He eats for a while. What happens after a week or two weeks? What does he have to do? Move he's got to go out and hunt again. And he gets these big meals. If you think about fee-for-service dentistry, what a lot of, of uh, practitioners are looking at is these big cases, these fee-for-service. I can do this big case for two, three, five, ten grand. Mm-hmm. It's freaking amazing. Yeah. I don't have insurance dictating anything. I get cash pay. Man, if I could just do a couple of those a month, I'd be set, right? That's the holy grail. If you look at when hunters moved and they became more farmers, agricultural people, it became a predictive harvest. They planted seeds, they raised little animals, and they harvested at the right time. You don't go out this time of year right now and get your teeny little chicks, and that's how you make your chicken nuggets. There's no meat. It's not ready. We're not going and harvesting apples right now. They're not ready. What we're doing is pruning our trees and getting them ready and watering them in sun, hoping it doesn't freeze so that we get harvest. If you look in a dental practice, The farm is your hygiene department. That's where you're planting your seed. So what's very interesting, if you look at this for a year, you work with a lot of new dentists. Here's what happens. I'm going to accept a bunch of PPO insurances because I need new patients. I also really want to build this pillar of fee for service. Well, what happens is new patients come in. You ask a patient with dental insurance, hey, do you want to come back in six months and pre-appoint for what? For hygiene. Answer is yes. Why? Well, their exam cleaning x-rays is free. It's included. Why wouldn't they come back? So right. you, you start filling up your hygiene with what kind of seeds? Insurance patients, insurance patients. Your fee-for-service patients come in, hey, I got a toothache, or maybe I haven't been to the dentist for four years. Maybe they need a big treatment case because they haven't been in. You do all that work. Then you say, hey, fee-for-service patient, thanks for spending $2,000 with us. Do you want to pre-appoint for your next exam cleaning x-rays? Well, how much is it? Well, it's $400. Maybe they pre-appoint and don't show up. Maybe they pre-appoint and call and cancel. Or maybe they just say, you know what, I'll call when I'm ready. Guess when they call when they're ready? A year or two or three or four years later. So if you look at the capacity in an office in hygiene, guess what happens over the course of three or four years? 50, 80, 90% PPO driven. So doctors get mad because they're doing this harvest with insurance patients. But guess what seeds they planted? I mean, guys, you can't plant a peach tree and get really, really mad that you're not growing grapes. So so when you have in your farm, you've got PPO insurance patients coming in on a regular basis. That's the natural side. So guess what you're doing on the fee for service side? You're hunting. You're spending lots of money with marketing. You're chasing the big cases. You're getting the big kills, which is great when you get them. But it's exhausting. It's not predictive. And guess what you're doing in five years after you got your practice? You're still hunting. Your farm's working with hygiene, but if you look at the data, Brian, every year on these scratch starts, the percentage of patients that are PPO get higher and higher and higher. It's not rocket science to say 
if we generate 100 new patients and 11 of them are active and 89 of them aren't, and we generate 100 insurance patients and 64 are active, just do that experiment for a few years. What does your practice look like? Yeah, right. I mean, it's insurance. And so what we like to talk about is the, disc, the difference between a discount plan and a real membership plan. So I like yeah. to pull out of dentistry because we're all weird. We get into dentistry, you know, and we get in our own ways. And so sure. if you start pulling back and you say, okay, let's look at discount plans. If you look at Groupon, Mm-hmm. Groupon is a discount when you're like, Hey, I want to go do, you know, go to the ski resort. I want the cheapest lift ticket. I want to go do, you know, the theme park. You look up Groupon, you see what you can buy at a discount. If you look at those fundraising cars that the high schoolers football team comes around, they knock on your door. They're like, Hey, Brian, buy this card. It's $20. What does it give me? Well, here's all these discounts on things. And when you use it, you get the discount, right? That little honey thing that pops up all the time on Amazon, that's to give you a discount. Those are discount plans. If you have a membership plan and you're selling two exams, two cleanings, a set of x-rays, 20% off for one year. So in one year for $350, you get two cleanings and two exams. You're selling that as a discount. And patients come in, Brian, you have a treatment case of $4,000. If you buy our membership plan, what do you get? You get 20% off our fees. By the way, you also get your cleanings and stuff. And you're like, sweet. So you buy it, right? Right. What happens day 366 to you as an uninsured patient? Are you, you said you're a family of six. If you're 300 bucks a pop sure. on day 366, are you spending 1800 bucks to renew that plan? Usually. I mean, I did this year. Yeah. You did renew it? Yeah. Well, good for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's probably because I work with a bunch of dentists, and I, you know, my family's not going to skip their six month hygiene appointments, right? So m- most of the data that we look at, they they go on it and then they lapse for two or three or yeah. six months, and then they buy it again. Easy to put it off. Yep. Easy to put it off. I as did. Well. I did ask the question though. Do I really need this? I mean, I did. I had to stop and think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you're like, well, if I don't have the money, my car broke or whatever, I still want it but I'm going to buy it when I'm ready for the discount on those services. I still want what Groupon's giving me or anybody else. But here's another example. If you show up at an ice cream shop and you're already in the ice cream shop, you're already there and you can, and you're, you and your uh, family, so there's six of you and you can either buy six ice cream cones or over here, you can spend $3 and buy a discount coupon and you can get two for one for every one of them. You're just going to do the math. And if it works for you, you'll buy the little discount coupon and you'll get two for one. That's a discount type style. If you look at membership continuity plans, let's think of like Netflix or Amazon Prime or even like a gym membership. How do those work? Well, you pay a monthly fee to Netflix to have access to their content, whether you use it or not, Mm -hmm. you have access to their content. They don't call you after 12 months and say, Hey, Brian, did you enjoy the series on Netflix? Do you want to renew again? And now you're like, I don't know if I should renew. And if I'm watching it, maybe I will, or maybe I'll just wait until I want to renew. I don't know how many people listening. I mean, there's so many streaming services, but it's like, Oh man, or, you know, we don't buy, paramount but now we had a new few seasons of whatever come out so we're going to buy it and watch those and then we're going to cancel for a little while you know plus yes right and so if they were to call you and and ask you to renew and commit for another 12 months 
you'd probably lapse a lot more than just like, oh man, I haven't turned Netflix on for three months, but I didn't bother to call and cancel because it just kind of think auto. like now I'm thinking does I think Amazon and Costco it's both it's an annual fee. I wonder if they would ever go to a a monthly fee kind of model. But I see what you're saying. The, the point, may. Now, yeah, the point it, makes sense. And it doesn't mean you can't charge annually, mm-hmm. but you what you want to charge, because here's the other thing that happens with the annuals. And if you're real, real uh, on time, it might not happen to you, but we find this a lot. When somebody buys the two cleanings for a year for $350, if they don't use their second cleaning and they come in month 13, usually they say, I want my second cleaning. I didn't get it. That's right. Well, you're not active, you know, your membership. Well, I called, but you were busy or mm-hmm. my dad died or whatever it is, right? Whatever. I was on vacation or I had to travel for work. And so they want their second cleaning, though, because they bought two cleanings. Exactly. If you think about how how is dental insurance set up? Is it a discount one time? I'm talking like your PPO plans or is it a membership style plan where you pay every month and you get access? Right. Interesting. So, huh. I mean, okay, so you're making the case, it sounds like, for a membership plan with a monthly fee. Is that right? Well, you can charge annually. I'm making the case for selling access to a set of services, so like a gym membership. Yep. You have access to the elliptical, access to the spa, access to the pool and the tennis courts. You pay a monthly fee or maybe you pay an annual fee, but you have access to the, those services at these intervals. If you're doing it monthly, what happens, Brian, is you have access to cleaning every six months. If they come in, so let's say it's 25 bucks a month. They pay $25 a month times six months. They get their cleaning month six. Mm-hmm. They pre-appoint six months later. The majority of patients won't pre-appoint six months to the day because you got to have the dental schedule match up as well yep. as the patient schedule match up. If right. something comes up with their work schedule or anything else, what do they do? And dentists get very, very reactive to this. They call and move their appointment. They messed up my whole schedule. Like, you know, sure. right. well, yeah. When they move their appointment out a week or two or three, guess what you get? You get another monthly payment on that month. Now they paid seven payments okay. because they moved it. Jim, and so you create this continuity to where you're taking care of the patient. But when they get their cleaning at month eight, guess what happens to their eligibility? Back out six more months. So they don't get two cleanings a year. They get access to a cleaning every six months. If they come late, we're happy to take care of the patient. We want to take care of the patient. But- but we don't have to now eat it in the shorts either because we are accommodating our schedule got kind like of messed that. up. Yeah, I hadn't heard. And, and this is great. It's a good reminder for me, the difference between a discount plan and a membership plan. Do you ever, um, I can imagine one of the maybe possible pushbacks would be fee fatigue or membership fatigue, right? I mean, the number of, of you know, monthly fees that I have on a, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah I forgot about that uh, piano lesson monthly fee that anyway, um, sure. do, do people and I, get annoyed with that? We're big proponents on letting patients pay how they want to. So I would, I would mm. say have an annual option, have a monthly option. Older patients in particular, they hate the monthlies. Yeah. They don't want to pay monthly. <clears throat> One thing we've had success with too, is even a semi-annual charge, mm. you know, charge them every six months. Like, Hey, you just, we just charge you 150 bucks or do for your cleaning kind of a cool. thing. So let patients pay how they want and they'll stay on it longer. Force them to pay a way they don't want to. Obviously they don't like yeah. it, right? You ever did you give a discount? You know, if it's, in fact, I just did this with like Google storage or something. It was 14 bucks a month per user or 12 bucks if I pay all up front. Yeah. So okay. sometimes, sometimes offices do. The thing that is kind of funny with the data is, the guys are making more money on the monthlies than they are on the annual mm-hmm. because of the continuity of it. The other reason that we're seeing is 
everybody's trying to raise their fees right now with inflation. Yeah. When you have a monthly fee of 22 bucks, you raise it three bucks to 25. No it's deal. not as big of a deal, but you go from 250 to 300 and you've got six of you. You're like, what the heck? And you start doing that every yeah. year. This is good. That is fee fatigue. Cause you're like, dude, you raise this thing 40 bucks a year. I'm tired of that. You know? I just want to pause here for a second, Paul. So this is really interesting. A lot of dentists, so I, I tell dentists that call me that if you have the mindset of because all this stuff we're talking about, Paul, you're, you're making me think about my pricing class at Michigan when I was doing my MBA, right? I mean, this well, is nice like, job. this is advanced business stuff that we're talking about. And the dentists who think of themselves as a clinician who happens to own a business, yeah, they're toast. They're toast. Yeah. You know, they're going to get soaked up by the DSOs eventually. But if yeah. you think of yourself as a business person who happens to be a dentist, man, you're going to be just fine. And by the way, you don't have to be an expert at this stuff. You can just call Paul and just say, hey, Paul, I heard your podcast and you just tell me what to do. Right. And that's what you do with payroll. It's what you do with SEO. It's what you do with, you know, with everything. Um, yeah. But I just wanted to pause and just kind of take note of that for a second. OK. Yeah, for sure. And we're uh, pretty open, Brian. And we've got free. On our website, we've got free educational modules, five of them. So if you guys want to take a stab at, you know, learning this stuff, and I mean, we're a pretty open book. We just want to help out with what it. we've learned.